0: Hey, this is Cade Ben Rapport, and you guys are listening to the Outside the Box Podcast.
1: We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box Podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Herm is back in the United States from his mini-Canadian vacation. Sadly. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another edition of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Kyle Bennett, OTB Herm in Underground Studios. Herm, take us through this magical weekend you had in Canada. Well, almost a week
2: uh, up north because you were doing it all, man. I mean, I did it all. I got up there on Wednesday Oh, I've got a good story. Don't me forget to tell you the border crossing story. Story time. I, it was coming home, um, and so I got up there. You know, did did the usual stuff. Went to Toronto touristy, you know, ran into people, saw people I had to see while I was there. It was a great time. Did a Blue Jays game. That was a good time. Saw Devin Caney. Saw Devin, you know, did the usual. Podcast pal. Podcast pal. Great pal. Talked to her about doing a fiddlestick video coming up, so make sure you stay tuned to all the vlogs. And then once the PLL weekend got started, I mean, it was just an absolute hoot. How the, the atmosphere? Atmosphere was electric, dude. The Canadians came out and On TV, they were, it was baller. dude. They were not messing around. The Premier Zone was off the hook. Best I mean, Premier Zone yet. Uh, up there for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it was amazing. I, all the people that were there loved lacrosse and they were super into it. And like Hamilton. Isn't the nicest place in the world? So I heard a lot of stories about people coming in from far and wide. Um, it probably would have been better to do it in Toronto, but hey, maybe next year. Hamilton's still great, and it was a ton of people from all over the place—Michigan, Maine, Canada, anywhere and everywhere. People were flying in, and it was—it was such a great atmosphere. The stadium was awesome. I got to stand on the field that Johnny Manziel played on for a little bit, and Kels has played there. Kels has played there. I mean, I was just so alive in the stadium. I had a great time meeting where, some uh, people. The CFL I, Championship was I there I didn't this year. get to meet up with uh, James. I'm sorry, man. I was incredibly busy. But um,
1: Heard you gave out some of I, our exclusive OTB stickers. I gave stickers.
2: out a lot of exclusive OTB the stickers. the Miles Jones video. I was giving them out left and right. I probably gave out way too many honestly <laughs> for your purposes kyle however it was a great time man and the pl atmosphere in canada is just a whole nother level so i hope that they do maybe two stops there next summer because Would not be i shocked. mean i don't mind crossing the border one bit i'm obviously a big canada guy i love going north and i just want to go as often as possible don't be shocked if i'm working for like the rock and Two years or <laughs> Calgary, I'd probably prefer to be in Toronto. No offense, Calgary, but um, heard you bumped into the Pal lacrosse guys. Oh, bumped into my boy Steve at Pal lacrosse, they are awesome! Shout out, uh, shout out, Dig, shout out, Pal lacrosse. These dudes were awesome. Uh, Steve, for I mean, he we were bulling in the press box, like we were getting our work done, obviously, taping, taking a lot of notes and doing the stuff we had to do for work. But what a cool dude! Great, uh, great guy just to have around the press box, honestly. Young, hip, cool. And then once the weekend kind of wrapped up, I was sad, man. I was, I was not happy to... <laughs> I wasn't not happy to come home, but I was like, I wish I had five more days in Canada. You know, I mean, I could have done a lot. I got to explore a castle while I was there That's in Hamilton. Dope. That was pretty cool. I mean, my mom really enjoyed that. But um, That's pretty sick. Yeah, it was it was a great experience. Okay, so today, though, <laughs> we're coming across the border. And this probably will not sound nearly as funny as it actually was. <laughs> But I'm going through border patrol. I hand the guy all of our passports. He goes, where are you going? I said, America. <laughs> he goes, clearly. I go, oh, yeah, New Jersey. And then he goes, where are you coming from? I go, Canada. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> and he Amazing. Goes, he goes, well, no shit. <laughs> and I go, oh, I mean, Hamilton. He's like, oh, you've got anything in the car? <laughs> like turn around and look around the car. And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> Just I go, just a cup from Timmy's, <laughs> As in, I, I like show him my coffee cup. <laughs> and I mean, he didn't like search the car or anything. Dear they, Lord, Herb. there was nothing in the car. First of all, they could have searched it. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's amazing.
2: <laughs> By the time he handed me the passports back, I'm sure he was like, I just need to get this kid out of here <laughs> he is on something. Oh, oh my, my mom and sister after were like. You are such a dumbass. <laughs> but, no, it was a great experience. We made it home pretty quickly, honestly. We were back yeah. in, like, seven hours, man. So That's not bad at all. Only made two p stops, which is impressive for me. That's Drink a large coffee. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to be back, though. I get to talk lacrosse. I get to be here with you. Underground Studios, my favorite home away from home. And, uh... Giving the people the content that they've come for. Exactly. You bumped into
1: some people that listen to the
2: pod right away. Yeah, dude. I mean, there were people at PLL who actually like knew who I was, which was wild to me. And like, you're
1: abroad. It's not even like you're in the U.S. I feel
2: like the Canadians like me more. I think that's why I had to get a Maple we, Leaf tattoo. We do have a, a dope Canadian contingent of listeners. So. Certainly. And they're great people. I mean, every single person that I met at the weekend was super nice, so respectful, super kind. Uh, A lot of people didn't want to be on the vlog, which is totally understandable. I mean, I know a lot of even my own sister doesn't want to be on my vlog. So it's like, if you don't want to be on, don't, don't. I'm not going to. But you know who
1: did? Shout out to the homies, Deemer,
2: Class, Troy, Ray.
1: Shout out to Josh Byrne and Tahoka. You know, jumping on each other. Oh, that was great. That was excellent. And shout out to Drew Snyder. Yeah, the vlogs this weekend, bro, were top notch.
2: Yeah. yeah, they're getting better, guys. I mean, you, if you're not watching them, you're missing out. Especially today, it's the got train. like one third the views what yesterday's had. So go watch it now. Yeah, hop
1: on. Uh, especially shout out to Deemer because we are in the works of creating a new intro for the podcast, and Deemer's quote will be in the uh, the
2: new intro. I mean, it's it's something that we already understood. Clearly, we've watched every week after a guest came on the podcast. But Deemer just made it clear that if you come on our podcast, you are just destined for one of your best weeks of the season. Not just yourself, but your squad. Your Your squad's going to pull out that W. But if you haven't already... Make sure that you comment who you think is going to win the championship this year in our Apple podcast ratings and reviews. Make sure to leave a five star rating and review. That's one, two, three, four, five stars. And then make sure you leave a really interesting comment about who you think is going to win the championship, why you think they're going to win the championship. And if you do this, I might send you some stickers. So leave me a DM or something to where I can send them. And if you do all that, it's free stickers a little bit of clout, and we'll probably read your review on the podcast. Easily. So, I mean, We are up it. to
1: 216 total five-star ratings and reviews. That's a lot. Big time. Um, you know, you brought up the science behind the OTB lore. I guess it's going to work for Atlas this week because we have finally broken through and got one of the members of Atlas to come on the show this week to help us review Hamilton and kind of just get us ready for next week a little bit. Cade Van Raphorst, also known as the man with the best name in the PLL, will be joining us in just a little bit. So make sure you, uh, you know, stay tight, stick around for that. Cade will be joining us in just a little bit. But Herm, this weekend was absolutely bonkers, uh, game bonkers
2: is an understatement. I mean, Saturday we had two of the best games we've seen all year, and then Sunday we had like the most surprising game, historically ever game. seen uh, in the PLL.
1: Let's break it down though. Game one goes to overtime. We get a Sports Center top ten play again from Connor Fields to Josh Byrne. I don't know if you saw the uh, the video that the PLL posted with RJ. Uh, somebody in the premier zone had a bet with Josh Byrne that if Josh Byrne did not score, he owed this kid twenty bucks. Yep. If Josh Byrne scored, that kid owed him twenty push-ups. Or twenty sprints.
2: Twenty sprints. It would have been twenty sprints. And, yeah. and w- hewed
1: the sports center top ten play behind Unreal. the back. Two times, and uh, Josh Byrne wins it in Canada uh, for chaos as they go on to win 11-10 in overtime. Insanely entertaining game. This might have been my you know, most favorite game this weekend to watch.
2: Yeah, dude, I mean it was unreal okay. can we talk about the Connor Fields goal for a minute though? Disgusting. Just just filthy. I keep seeing it on my timeline, but it never gets old. I'll, it's ridiculous. I'll continue to rewatch it and just be like, oh we did it. <laughs> because I mean he went off. He Connor Fields is obviously the best Put player. him on America's got talent. Do you think he would like get far just like doing his shots? He is on filthy, the stage? dude. He is uh, absolutely he's a magician. Disgusting. That's the only way to describe him. But I mean Chaos Chrome or no chaos uh, archers was probably like the best game super entertaining. i've seen in three weeks
1: super just
2: so back and forth like you know deadlock
1: almost all game you know whenever chaos had something going on offense archers had a had an answer for it on defense vice versa tom schreiber balled out um you know it was it was just a very entertaining game across the board and chaos just pulled it out in the end and overtime uh, an entertaining overtime too
2: i mean dude i was on the field for overtime you should have felt the electric like electricity down there it was wild the ground was quite literally shaking like people in the stands were so into it and not to mention jared newman just laid his body out on the line our dog uh taking a shot in the back like square didn't miss one like oh my god looked like a painful thing but got the ball back Quick goal by Josh Byrne, unreal goal, and, I mean, that was that. Chaos did what Chaos does. You bring up Josh Byrne real quick before we get to finishing up this game. Make sure you get your Newman
1: Nukes merch on our Design Tree storefront, Tree on the Twitter.com. That's their website, too, DSGNTree.com. They have a lot of new stuff rolling out on their website that they just announced today for you guys, so make sure you check them out. Go get your Jared Newman, Newman Nukes hot sauce t shirt. We're trying to get we're trying to find somebody who is a hot sauce distributor to to create a hot sauce with Jared Newman. Use DSGN five at checkout for five dollars off.
2: Yeah, I mean I just got all of my outside the box True. and Newman Nukes shirts in the mail when I came home from Canada. These things, guys, are the highest quality cotton I've like ever felt it's amazing the prints are clean you guys do not want to miss out on these t-shirts go order one right now because it will also help me pay for my food this week very true appreciate
1: that and herm brought up the albany shirts we are going by candlelight to get these things up don't worry we will try to have them up by tomorrow for our albany peeps because Herm got asked questions about them too. We did. I so
2: did, yeah. I, there, there was a bunch of people from Albany that were there. Yeah, which makes sense. And they were great people, but they also listened to the podcast and they asked where we the have a big were. Albany contingent. We too. do a huge Albany contingent that I can't wait to meet this weekend. Yes. First of all, I mean they are the most loyal supporters I've ever met in my life, and I'm stoked. So uh, a big Albany game next week too for Chaos uh, as a bunch
1: of those boys head home. But Chaos gets the win. They lock down. A top two spot in the playoffs, and uh, they know their opponent already as well in the first round. But we'll get to that in just a second. But game two, herm Atlas Chrome, uh, to keep their seasons alive. Yeah, essentially, well, it was one do of the guys
2: One, whoever won, got right. to keep their season alive. And honestly, this game was just as intense, as intense and as entertaining as the first game. I mean, Atlas. They were kind of down the entire game, mm-hmm. honestly. Chrome Chrome showed out, dude. They show the talent each and every week that they have. And I think translating that into next season, they're just going to absolutely go off. I'm so stoked to see what Chrome can do in the future of their program. And then, I mean, it was just a great game. Paul, that game winner was sick. Bounce shot on Paul's the run. best game of the year. Paul went off this week. I think it's the STX shaft. He just got back in those hands and... Uh, he was feeling he himself this week he looked great he looked super athletic super agile he was feeling himself on the field and that's the Paul that we love to see I mean that's the ball and he gets the game like winner, 2012 like yeah. he was just like filthy couldn't stop
1: and he knocks the game winner in uh as Atlas came back to beat Chrome 17-14 a very high scoring game and uh Chrome season effectively done in terms of the playoffs they can no longer clinch because they lost so now they are in that 5-6 realm and we'll see how that goes down in Columbus to see who gets the number one pick in the uh, college entry draft. But overall, you know, Atlas stays alive, which we didn't see coming. Staying
2: alive, staying <laughs> alive, ha 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 ha. Dude, the Bee Gees. Uh, Shout the out to pictures, RJ. The pictures are excellent, amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. But that was
1: something we talked about, you know, on our preview show of for Hamilton and for Canada that. We weren't sure that Atlas was going to be able to do this. Chrome was riding high after beating Whip Snakes. They came out super hot in this game and then it kind of just fell apart in that fourth quarter.
2: Yeah, I mean there was I honestly can't look back on the game and say there's anything to pinpoint saying like Chrome could have done this better or that better. I think Atlas just kind of outplayed them in the fourth quarter there and honestly, Extremely. just won some loose balls and Trevor that was, was dynamic. Trevor did a great job at the X and that
1: So did Connor Farrell though. Like no, Oh yeah,
2: don't they don't connor at all i mean he he went he was just as good as trevor out there they both played really well unreal games for both of them i mean okay so steve from Powell lacrosse is actually a face-off guy so he was breaking down the entire game for me in a way that i don't even understand lacrosse so that was awesome and then i mean it was just it was a back and forth heated battle and atlas was just able to kind of inch it out yeah and
1: atlas stays alive and they had that weird goal differential so we weren't sure how that was going to come into play but Let's fast forward to Sunday, Herm, where I wanted to just bash my head through a wall
2: because... <laughs> Is that aggressive?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm sitting watching TV in my Redwoods gear, ready to watch this game, ready for a repeat of Atlanta, and we couldn't score a single goal in the first quarter. We could barely score in the entire game. Yeah. And Dude, now uh, we are out of the playoffs if they started today.
2: When when we were watching it in the press box, we there was four minutes left in the second quarter when you guys scored your first goal. And there was like this whole it wasn't a sigh of relief. It was more like a sigh like, oh, we thought we were gonna get a half of like scoreless lacrosse. It was which is nothing against the Redwoods. It's just like one of those things you kinda want to see. It could have been any team. It could have been the whip snakes out there yeah. getting beaten. Like then I would have been like, Oh, come on, give me a scoreless half. Shout give out to our boys, half. Greg,
1: Nat, and Jules. Like, I love you guys dearly, not just because you're on my squad, but also because you're podcast peeps. I didn't even want them to go out there in the second half. Like, that game was done.
2: Yeah. I
1: texted you that. Yeah, you I was like, this game that. is done, done. Like, was, there it, was no need to even go back out there outside of the goal differential thing. Because <laughs> now, we're behind Atlas and not in the playoffs, and I want to just, I, I am literally the gif that I tweeted from my Twitter account, you can follow me on Twitter, at KBIZZL311, I am freaking Jordan Belfort dog growling in the microphone.
2: <laughs> I was livid, dude. Dude, I mean, honestly, it was like the meme, uh, the, uh, it's um, Simpsons, where the kid's like, stop hitting him, he's already All dead! Th- I wanted to tweet that, I wanted, that, that
1: was literally me, but I like, didn't have the strength to even tweet it. I was just so upset and disappointed. Like, Eddie Glazner wasn't out there, which was, I think, a huge factor in this game. No Matt Cavanaugh, another huge factor, although Clark Peterson scored in his uh, his homeland, so that was dope to see Clark go and uh, notch that goal because it was an unreal goal. Um, but, like, they, the Whipsnake's defense absolutely shut down Jules, and when he shut down... This, the rest of this offense that was out there was either young or hasn't been in this Redwoods system, a la Westberg, all season long. So he's still kind of learning, and that's what you get.
2: I mean, I think that was a big part of it. I mean, so a lot of people are gonna say like, what did the Redwoods do wrong? But I think what we need to really look at is what did the Whip Snakes do right? The Whip Snakes won a ton of ground balls. The Whip Snakes got a ton of shot possessions. The whip Snakes took a ton of great shots, a lot of patient shots, smart ones, and they did every single thing right on lacrosse field the other night. So yes, the Redwoods did some things wrong, but it was also, Whipsnakes literally just clicked on every single cylinder, and it was just, it was almost like they made it look easy, because it was a hoot to watch, and I mean... Kind of just, I think what Dom Starcha was looking for the boys to come do after he benched Rambo last week. You know, Stags. I think, Stags no, sorry. Uh, what Stags did after benching Chef last week, I think that he was looking to light a fire under their asses, and that's what happened. It Chef was came out
1: balling. Chef went off. Uh, I mean, there's no
2: way other way to describe it. Channy does what Channy does, hitting two bombs. Right, and I know a lot of people are gonna say, "Oh, this is Timmy Troutner's fault," but it's not. I thought Timmy had an, one hell of a game. There was one series in. On their offensive side of the field, where he stopped three unreal like Mm -hmm. wide open shots, and then cleared the ball. So I mean, there's only yes, I understand the two point conundrum.
1: And I'll get into that too because we talked about that
2: before we started recording. But I'll let you finish too. Right. Um, I mean, it's it's just I I can't put any blame on Timmy. He the kid stood on his head and did what he could there was missed slides there was bad slides and there was a lot of just wide open shots at the whip snakes and these guys are going to bury it they're yeah. professionals they can put a ball on a dime so i mean that's what they're here to do that's what they get paid for vlog content too shout out to nat for hopping in the vlog as well which was pretty dope
1: to see any given day uh that was hilarious at the oh, end I of, know. I love of Nate. The day one nat. vlog. <laughs> and uh but you know talking about timmy and the two bomb thing uh, they brought it up on the broadcast, and before the All-Star break, Timmy, I don't think, gave up one single two-bomb goal. If he did, it was like maybe one or two. Since the All-Star break, though, he has given up 11 two-bombs, I believe, maybe 12 mm-hmm. after that Channy one. So he's just in his own head when it comes to the twos, and you can see it, too. When somebody is squaring up to shoot from you know, the two-point line, he kind of flinches up, and that's something that I think Nat and the rest of the, the Redwoods coaching staff kind of has to work on with him to just get him out of his own head so that he is not afraid to defend the two-point shot.
2: Right, and I mean, it's a mental thing. He's a young kid. He's literally, I was talking I was talking to him on Saturday. He's literally like a few months out of college. He's good buddies. Even yeah. he, I mean, he's still tight with one of my buddies that goes to high Point. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's still young. He's got to get through those mental humps, and it's going to happen. I mean, he's obviously one of the best goalies in the league, so in two years when he's stopping every single two-point shot that comes his way... I mean, that's when we'll see his true maturity show. And I I just, I have nothing but the most, utmost respect for the guy because he goes on there, out there every week, straps it on, makes amazing saves, whether they win or lose. And he's going to stand on his head, whether it's the first or the fourth quarter, and give it his all. So, I mean, hats off to Timmy. And I know that you. Had a little bit of an issue with Greg. I didn't really. I thought that he was out there winning a lot of faceoffs. He just wasn't winning the ground balls after. And I mean, well, I guess it's not a faceoff win, but it's a he. He's clamping and he's pinching, but Mm -hmm. he's not winning the ground ball. And I mean, it happens. And I think that part of it is him just nursing these injuries that he's not coming out of the shoot as quick as like you would think he was. It was
1: good to see him kind of like physically out there and wasn't you know. Immediately drained, like he was in in the weeks where he was injured. Right, and I
2: said that in the press box. I was like, every other time that Greg has come out and not been completely healthy, he would be off the field within two face offs, probably limping off the field most of the time. So we didn't see that through the first half, in which I was pretty, I was pretty surprised and very happy for because I mean it clearly showed that he's healthy and ready to get back after it.
1: Absolutely, and uh, you know my Redwoods fall out of the playoffs, but. Cade Van Raphorst's Atlas squad is now in the playoffs, so we're going to kick it to our buddy Cade Van Raphorst. So sit st- sit tight. We'll be right back with uh, the Atlas All-Star. All right, and now we are joined to uh, recap this crazy week in Canada by our first member of Atlas Lacrosse Club. It's Cade Van is He's on the line with us. What's going on, man?
0: How you guys doing? Uh, thanks for having me on tonight.
1: Good man. How does it feel to be the first outside the box podcast guest from your team?
0: Uh, you know, I'm sure you might have skipped over a couple guys, probably asked some guys before me, but you know, I'll take it.
1: <laughs> you are actually the um, first uh, member of Atlas that we asked and agreed to come on like instantly. We tried to get Trevor back in Atlanta while we were down there because uh, we tr- we cover Trevor during the winter too when he's with the Wings. Um, uh, okay. But you are the, f- the only other member of Atlas that has uh, been able to agree to come on the Received podcast.
2: Received one of these prestigious invites. Wow.
1: I'll take it. I'm honored. <laughs> I'm, a-
0: I'm pumped to be here.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're, you're a Duke guy, and you guys take down Chrome this week, who is primarily a bunch of Duke guys. What was that feeling like for you to not only get the win, but knock them out of the playoffs completely?
0: Yeah, I think there's, you know, for me at least, there's uh, a little bit more to that game um, just with the amount of guys that they have from that program on there. And, uh, you know, obviously with Cuddy, I feel like I've played that kid for, you know, countless one-on-ones, so it's fun getting to, to play against him. And then, obviously, it's a, it's like an interesting dynamic playing against two of your coaches, Um you know, you spend all year getting yelled at by them, and then all of a sudden you're playing <laughs> playing against them. So that is always uh, that was you know interesting to navigate that whole scene. But again, you know, it's it's all about ragging rights when you can go back to campus in the fall or in the spring for a game. But at the end of the day, you know, we uh, we're all dude guys who look out for each other, and it's just fun to be on uh, the same field as them, honestly.
1: And then for you guys to be able to come back, get that win, and then see what goes on on Sunday and whip snakes just absolutely dismantle Redwoods and now you guys are in a playoff spot uh what was it like you know kind of sitting back and watching that game kind of unfold really quickly in front of your eyes to see like hey we're in the playoffs now
0: yeah that was huge I think last week we kind of felt that we let one get away from us we you know had a similar opportunity you know you know win and kind of put ourselves in a really good spot and unfortunately we weren't able to do that and then going to the Canada it was kind of like all right let's just win and see what happens and then you throw Sunday into the mix and now I think we're winning get in this weekend. And, you know, I'm not exactly sure what the specifics of it are, but either way, uh, hopefully we won't leave it up to chance and we can uh, come out firing this weekend in Albany and come away way with a win. So I think just from a standpoint of having a shot, we improved our chances pretty well. And, you know, 17 to four, I think on Sunday it was a huge, <laughs> huge boost for us. So we'll take it. Definitely. And,
1: you know, what was it like for you guys to kind of just take this league abroad for the first time, take it to Canada, and uh, be in front of those Canadian fans this weekend?
0: Yeah, I've actually never been to Canada, so I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, but uh, they had a really good turnout. The field is great. Facilities are great. Um, you know, I I know all the Canadian guys, uh, Tinian and Klutz were pretty pumped to be back, so it's cool for them to kind of get back and to uh, – to play on their home turf. I didn't know that they were playing the Canadian national anthem, and I started to kind of run off after the, <laughs> the national anthem for uh, the United States and kind of regret that one. I wish someone had told me so I didn't look like a, you know, I didn't want to be that guy, but <laughs> that was my experience with it.
2: You were just so focused, man. You were just ready to get I was after it. So it happened.
0: I just wanted to win. Yeah, exactly.
2: You, you weren't, you weren't <laughs> thinking about the logistics of the na- anthem. You just wanted to get after it. That makes complete sense.
0: Yeah, usually they put a piece of paper up in the locker room, and I try to glance at it, but, you know, I didn't see it this time, so. I don't know who messed that one up but I'm going to put that on them.
1: Yeah, you got to throw that in the uh the old group me or something and uh make
2: sure that's that's it every other weekend moving forward.
0: Yeah, to all the Canadian fans, I'm sorry. Was uh, it wasn't
2: intentional. <laughs> you would have thought Paul would have reminded you. Were were you guys um was he was he chirping chaos when you or uh, Chrome when you guys were running on the field cuz they ran out there and you guys walked?
0: Uh I don't think so. I think it's just we walk every game and I I don't know if they started running but I think we've just stuck to the walk. I right, don't right, really right. I didn't think there was anything to it. I think it just kind of happened. And I know at Duke we used to have a thing where uh, we try to beat them out on the field uh, after the national anthem, so I don't know if that's carryover from them or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I, don't, I didn't read too much into that. I'm not really sure.
1: And then for you, you know, playing on this Atlas team, uh, what's it like playing alongside Paul Rabel and, you know, not only – him being your teammate, but he's also, you know, kind of your boss.
0: <laughs> I don't look at him that way. Um, you know, I'm I very grateful for all that he's done to set this league up and to kind of give us all a chance to play. But from a standpoint, from my standpoint, it's more just he's a teammate, and I think that's kind of how he wants to be seen on their team. And obviously, he's got a lot going on, a lot he's got to balance, and you know, it's got to be tough um, doing that. But no, I think he does a pretty good job. And when it comes to the weekend, you know, he's he he wants to win just as bad as we do, and um so you know it's cool it's it's definitely fun to play with someone who's that big of a name in the sport and who's been around doing what he's been doing for so long so i think uh all things considered it's been pretty cool and i think it's just playing in the PLO in general has just been really fun and a really cool opportunity and uh, you know what they're doing for the sport is huge so and,
1: and then for you to be on Atlas too that is a a big contingent of the team USA squad uh what's it been like for you to kind of just you know fitting in and just gelling with these guys and you know it's on paper and you know to the human eye it's been a, a pretty easy process for you to you know the fans and just media and everything but what's it been like for you to kind of just gel with these guys uh who have played you know a tunnel across lacrosse together before
0: yeah i think it's a tribute just to who they are um you know they played on a bunch of different teams and obviously they have the uh, you know there's a lot of kids from hopkins so they have that background where they're connected and uh, we're all competitive and Uh, the fact that we want to win so we all understand what it takes to uh to play for successful programs whether that was in college or at team usa and um you know i think that they kind of want to get the rookies up to speed as 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 quickly as possible and uh you know noah and myself have been fortunate enough to um you know to play as much as we have and i think that's a tribute to one uh them working with us and kind of bringing us along as quickly as possible and to uh, our own work ethic, work ethic, and uh, the coaches just helping us out along the way as well.
2: Working off of work ethic here. I mean, you're an Arizona guy. So what would, <laughs> what went into uh, growing up in Arizona? I mean, was there a lot of lacrosse out there? What what brought you back to the East Coast to go to Duke? I mean, I got to hear the story, man.
0: Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to uh, to be brought into a program started by a guy named uh, Matt Rakowski, and he moved out from New York and grabbed some guys from a football fu- uh, a football team local Pop Warner team and started playing in lacrosse and uh, I started uh, because a buddy of mine was on the team and that was in fourth grade and then basically he followed us up all the way through high school. We started uh, traveling back east in sixth grade, seventh grade and spent the majority of my summers on the east coast just traveling and playing as much as I could And then at that point, I joined uh, West Coast Stars and the guys at Adrenaline um, really helped me out along the way too, just putting me on their team, um, playing for the older team when I could and then doing obviously showcases off of that. So I spent a lot of time on the East Coast during the summers. Um, You know, unfortunately, being from a non-hotbed area, it's just kind of what you have to do, but there are guys in the state who are willing to grow those kids and, you know, to give kids a chance uh, to compete at the highest level. And then when I went on my recruiting visits, I only took two. Uh, I had a third one planned, but elected not to take it because I decided to commit to Duke at the time. But I did a half day at the University of North Carolina and Duke and, uh, you know, once I went to Duke, it was pretty much a done deal. Uh, it, was, it was a weird time, there was no one on campus, but at the same time, I just felt like when I got there, like that's where I was supposed to be. And I mean, if you look at the coaching staff, you know, the team itself and the success that they um, that we've had. Well, I don't I don't know why you wouldn't want to go in there if you had the, if you had the chance. To. <laughs> so um, that was kind of my journey. Uh, and then obviously it was a little bit of an adjusting period freshman year I was pretty much only relying on athleticism. and Didn't necessarily have, I guess, the uh, the mental aspect to be able to compete. And, you know, attribute to uh, to Coach Janowski and Coach Caputo for kind of taking a chance on me, honestly. Um, you know, I did have a big ceiling, but, you know, I could have had a you know, <laughs> a pretty low floor, too. Um, but luckily, work, things worked out, and now I'm here, so.
2: Certainly, man. Did you make it out to the field house for any UNC-Duke games, though? I mean, you probably built up a little bit of a rivalry choosing Duke over UNC.
0: Hey. Yeah, I did. I uh, I went my junior year. Uh, my buddy Matt Petroni uh, took me, and I gotta be honest, it's probably the coolest sporting event I've ever been to.
2: So there was no waiting so. in the tents or anything for a couple of weeks for that one.
0: <laughs> not, not for that one. We uh, unfortunately we weren't allowed to tent, and I was talking about it today actually. Um, you know those kids are crazy for doing that. Man, I couldn't sleep in a tent <laughs> <bed> for three <laughs> months and pouring rain and snow. No shot. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Um, but it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool tradition. I mean, certainly. people who do it love it so definitely yeah, that's to
1: them uh, and you know being an all-star this year for you i'm sure that had to be special but i also have to ask what was it like waking up the morning you know one of these mornings realizing you were verified on twitter
0: <laughs> that was uh, that was a pretty cool part unfortunately i'm still working on instagram right they just won't get back to me but uh, <laughs> come I'll on instagram be better and, i know man i'm like i guess i don't have enough followers which i don't <laughs> so um, but no it was really cool i have uh, a really good buddy from high school who we always used to talk about getting verified on Twitter, and um, I guess somehow we worked to deal with them. I don't know what happened, but we all woke up and we had a blue check mark. So I was, I was pretty pumped, but not really sure what they did to get those or how it worked. But you know, I know that they had their that. little uh, <laughs> their
1: little trip to uh, Twitter HQ in LA, but. They left some guys off the table, too, especially, you know, Matt Rambo, Blaze Reardon, and Jules all got left off the list somehow. Um,
0: oh, they're not verified. They
1: yet. are not verified on Twitter, so you have a one-up on those guys. Wow.
0: I mean, you have a team captain for the All-Star Game. He's not verified. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know, I don't know how that yeah, got I'm messed not sure up. how I keep sneaking onto these <laughs> lists, but I'll take it. So.
1: <laughs> um. And, you know, like we were saying before, you guys are now in, you know, a prime position to, to clinch a playoff spot, uh, heading into Albany and everything. What are you most looking forward to this final regular season game and then potentially moving on to the playoffs and going on this playoff run?
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really excited for this weekend. I actually have uh, my uncle and uh, my little cousins live in New Jersey, and so they're all coming up with some friends. So I actually got a, bit, a pretty big crew uh, coming to support me, and anytime I get to play in front of family, it's you know something that I uh I really enjoy and I look forward to um so I got a a pretty big showing as far as fans go and then obviously with what's on the line of uh clinching postseason birth and just being able to play another week um you know that's you know that's kind of the goal right now and so obviously this week we're we're all dialed in we're all focused we're getting our workouts in and yes I have to say it's been a, a growing period of getting used to not practicing every day um I'm sure my body's thanking me for not having the three hours at Duke anymore, but, um, you know, it's different. And you you try to meet uh, over the phone or you try to watch film and do whatever you can. So especially this week um, with what's on the line, I think we're all kind of dialed in on our end. And obviously we just want to take care of business. So Saturday night at, uh, I think it's 6 o'clock, we're looking to do just that.
2: Certainly, man. What was the uh, atmosphere in the locker room like after that win the other day, though? I mean, had to be pretty hype, eh?
0: yeah it was uh he thrown the uh the canada a- oh a- that a-
2: was a complete a- accident a- I, s- I spent too many days in canada i was there for three days before the weekend <laughs> oh
0: there you go okay uh no it was good unfortunately we all had uh <laughs> we all had to catch a flight the airport's about an hour away so half of us sprinted in showered and we were out of there but uh once they settled down we all kind of realized we were pretty excited that uh you know we obviously have a chance and then our group chat on sunday even more so after uh after that game, so I think everybody was just pretty pumped up, and you could tell after the game that, you know, one, we were in basically the entire game, and then the fourth quarter but with about a minute left, I think we tied it, and then Paul hit the go-ahead, so it was, you know, pretty pretty close game, a really fun game to play, um, as are all these games. I mean, if you look at the scores, just the spread of them is ridiculous um, how close they all are and how, how good every team really is. So, you know obviously pretty excited about that and uh, going into this weekend i think it gives us a lot of momentum and hope hopefully, hopefully we can you know do something with it i'm i'm not sure if we've won two games in a row this season so this weekend can be a, a good time to do it
1: definitely you know being that you are the first member of atlas to come on our show we have to ask who's the most interesting teammate of yours you know just in terms of being around something that they kind of do either pregame or just in general Who's your most interesting teammate in your eyes?
0: Oh, there's, a, you know, it, it kind of depends on how I want to go with this question. I feel like um, Trevor
2: can't be an answer, so we're gonna just cross Trevor, him right Trevor, off the list.
0: Trevor is very funny, and we have a great time together. But I mean, that'd be too easy. Scotty Rogers, he's pretty interesting. Yeah. Definitely, he's uh, he's a great teammate. You see him always pumping him, up, pumping us up on the sideline. But he he is an interesting guy, man. Um, certainly, certainly. I mean, you know, it's just kind of his persona. Um, he's just super outgoing like that. I, and I also do have to say, I room with uh, with Noah Richard on the away trips, and uh, Noah and I always have a good time, just like talking to each other and. He also is very interesting, uh, very eclectic <laughs> eclectic wardrobe. I think he has not worn his shirt without a hole in it this entire season. At <laughs> like uh, it, the whole weekend, um, are they cut so, holes? Or are they on hey, purpose? No. Nah, nah, there's, <laughs> there's there's just like he had a he had a pocket tee that was the pocket was halfway falling off. So he's rolling yeah. out of like right a Grateful
2: there. Dead concert here or something. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know, and you know he's got he's got a mop on his head and that curly hair too. So oh, that's I don't know excellent. what's going on with him, but no, he's he's great, and uh, you know I, do, I definitely with my I'm glad I room with him. Just uh, from a standpoint of getting it, that's the coolest part about this, just getting to know other guys who uh, you didn't get to go to school with. So Noah's Noah's definitely also a very interesting very interesting kid.
2: Who's the uh, prankster guy? Who's the one who's going to cost you a couple bucks after the game when you got to fix something?
0: Ah uh, man, I would say Jake Richard or uh, Eric Law. Oh, uh,
2: I can see Law doing that.
0: Yep. yep. He, he, you know, you never really know with them, but they're also a great. Uh, they're you know hysterical, especially when they're together too. I might throw Kevin Unterstein a dark horse in that mix Ooh. too. Um, Kevin, Kevin's awesome, man. He's he's fiery. He loves to compete, but every now and then you're just like. I think he. I think he likes the break from uh, being a a, a father, of one <laughs> and uh, almost two actually. So congratulations to them. Very um, true. Not sure what the due date is, but yeah, no, there's there's a good. We got a good mix of guys on our team. I'm trying to think. There's like a lot I could really throw out there. For but. sure. Um,
1: and you know, you were talking about kind of getting used to just practicing one day a week. How big is it having this contingent of veterans like Paul Rabel, Scotty Rogers, Kyle Hartzell, and everything to kind of just go to 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 figure out how to get your body ready on this just one practice a week schedule.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's definitely a huge, uh, tribute to just, you know, I'm going to speak solely from the defensive end just cause you know, that's who I work with. Um, but with Tucker and hard soul, um, kind of just, you know, coming in and having the experience that they do and Tucker being arguably the best defenseman in the world. Um, it's really cool to kind of like learn from them and just to, talk through things with them and, you know, pick his brain about how he wants to play a specific player and, you know, what he's thinking as far as matchups. And we actually talk a lot through the week and try to set the matchups um, as more of like a communication between me, Piff, and uh, and talk rather than, you know, one person just feeling like we're doing this. So I think the open dialogue that we have with them, even with me being a rookie, has been something that's helped us or helped me grow at least. And, you know, hopefully uh, help them get to know me a little bit more too.
1: Definitely, man, and I know you're a busy guy, so we do want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to hop on the show and being the first member of Atlas to uh, come on the podcast. But best of luck in Albany, yeah. and uh, if you guys clinch that playoff spot, regardless, uh, we'll see you on the playoff run for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I wish I wish you guys the best, and hopefully, uh, next person might be kind of like nominate someone from Atlas. Yeah, yeah go, go for, for it. it. Call them out. Hmm. I'm gonna call out. Ooh, this is this is this could be something that uh, this could be something that might not go over well if I say the this, wrong person.
2: This could either make or break our careers or yours, so be incredibly <laughs> careful.
0: Well, I don't think Kevin would say yes even if I tried to say him. So I, you know, <laughs> he, he, he's automa- automatically out. But I don't know. I think I think you should go. Well, you guys are in Philly, right? Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: we're South Jersey, Philly, so.
0: How do you not go with Pafani? That's Just true. Yep. That's a good all call. Pafani's up next. There it is. Alrighty.
1: <laughs> he will be we will tag him in the tweet and everything, put him on put it on Instagram and uh make sure he gets on the podcast. Uh alright
0: guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Gotta thank the man with the best name in the pll Cade Van Raphorse, for hopping on the show this week. Um some very interesting stories. Loved wa- his uh waking up to being verified on Twitter and uh <laughs> him feeling that he's got that one up on, you know, Matt Rambo and Jules and Blaze because somehow, some way they got left off the list. Um But also, I like his idea. I think we need, you know, the rest of this season and then next season moving forward, we need to have our guests call out who's gonna be next.
2: <laughs> that was excellent. I, mean, I thought that was
1: brilliant. So yeah. Austin Piffany
2: Pifani, yeah.
1: Be ready. You're coming on the you're, show next your, week. Your, your social media is going to be blowing up from OTB Lackspot <laughs> either on Instagram or Twitter. Or so, bro. it's going to happen. You are you are next. He said. You know, PA guy. So yeah, PA guy.
2: And I mean, dude, you're hopping on. I'm going to start calling him CVR, Cave and Rappers. What a bro! I mean, He's that was man. that was such a great interview, man. I was I, was, I had so Perfect much fun doing to, it. Perfect
1: way to intro the Atlas Lacrosse Club onto the podcast.
2: Certainly, I mean, he just rep- He put the team on his back there and just showed us that they are a great group of dudes. And, Absolutely, I mean, uh, I, that was a great interview. I'm hype. I'm I'm just that much more excited to go to Albany now this weekend and really. Do the vlog thing. We
1: have some big things planned for Albany podcast-wise. Yep, Harm will be there. I believe Alex will be there. Alex will be um, there. I won't be there. I'm still on, you know, my With my break. paternity leave. Yes, yeah. father. I'm on podcaster leaf, leave, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I'll be in Columbus, so that's what matters. I'm there for the big time, uh, big shot games. I just had to take a little, you know, sabbatical. Um, but we've got some big things planned for Albany we're trying to work out. So stay tuned. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. At OTB LaxPod for both. Because that's where you'll get that information. If you're not following us on social media. You're doing it wrong. So follow us at OTB On the Twitter.com. On Instagram. That's where you get the updates of what players are coming on. What news we have. And all that good stuff. And uh, make sure you follow Underground Sports Philadelphia as well. At Underground PHI. On both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, for everything else. We also retweet all the lacrosse podcasts and everything on there, so if you follow us there, uh, make sure you're following us everywhere. Follow Herm on Twitter, at otbherm. He's very close to 200 followers.
2: Yeah, I'm so close, guys.
1: Subscribe to his YouTube channel. Yep. And like we said before, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know who's going to be the four playoff teams and who's winning the championship in your review. You might get stickers, but you'll definitely get your review Red on the podcast.
2: And shout out to my dude, Mike, who messaged me on Instagram for stickers. They're coming your way. Um, Just DM me your address. And um, that's my way of communicating with you. (laughs) Um, Great, great, great time in Canada, though, guys. Thanks to everyone I met. It was awesome. Um, Anybody who's going to be in Albany, shoot me a DM. If you want to hop on the vlog, let me know. If you don't, also let me know. And if you just want to say hi or ask for a sticker, go for it. And, uh,
1: Herm's gonna be asking you for a five-star rating and review, though. I probably might, probably should be, yes. So, make sure it happens. But if you don't have an iPhone, upgrade your phone, like we always say. Or, you can follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, we'll be back later this week with some big, big Albany stuff. Because we know we have a big group of Albany listeners. We have a big group of Chaos fans that listen to the podcast as well. Uh, Chaos Has a big contingent of players. Contingent is the word of the week as well on the pod. Just like Flurry was a couple weeks ago this week. It's contingent. Uh, So tweet us your uh, sentences with contingent in them. But uh, we're going to make some things happen when it comes to chaos, Albany, merch, all that good stuff. Designtree.com, DSGntree.com for all your merch. DSGN5 for $5 off at checkout. And uh, we'll catch you guys later this week for the Albany preview show. But until then... I'm Kyle. He's Herm. Shout out to Cade Van Raphorse once again for hopping on the show. This has been episode number 64 of the Outside the Box podcast. We are signing off. Peace.